Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. So we're doing the second in our new series, Love Dares You. Um, we started last week looking at a bit of the kind of context around what that means. Um, and I'm going to give a bit more detail to it today and then I'm going to set your challenge in today. Which everyone's so excited about, I can feel the anticipation building in the room. Um, I'm sure someone's just spat a spitball at me. <laughs> Can't be Luke, Luke. It's not, definitely not Luke. Um, the point of Love Dares You is not to build up hype. The point of it is is an expression of who he's all, always called us to be. It's an, it's an expression of lifestyle. And the interesting thing for me, I talked a bit about like last week, is I, when I look back on 2016, and even into the start of 2017, I realised that there's points when I stand there, and this is not necessarily the most motivational thing to say at the start when you preach him, but where I feel scared. And not scared like, Jeremy suddenly looked up there and he's like, oh. Um, but scared. And I'm, I'm there in points and circumstances where I think I, I'm not, there's no logical reason in this place for me to feel afraid, for me to feel anxious or nervous. There's no reason why the, the, these set of circumstances would lead that um, feeling. And it's, it's interesting because there may be, there, there are some things where I find myself more anxious about than other things, as, as we all do. But there's some things where there's no reason in particular. But I find that if I'm not on guard is a bad perhaps word, but, but alert and aware that I find myself slipping into fear. And that word slip is quite a powerful word in that. It's almost the best way to describe it because it's not a, a necessary an active thing that I will now become afraid or this circumstance has made me afraid or that person's response or this has happened. But it's like a slip. It's like a, it's just this thing that kind of slips. And I find that that the way my thinking goes and the way that my speech goes and the way that my behaviour goes and how I conduct myself, I suddenly find myself like, my goodness me, why am I behaving that way? Because it's almost like a slip. It's like a passive thing that just happens because I've not been aware of that. And I found myself on numerous occasions this year kind of having this kind of gradual, progressive slip into it and then almost been in a circumstance where I feel afraid. And I'm like, why do I feel afraid in this place now? Why do I feel scared in this place now? And it might be to do with something, but it might be just a second where I'm going, I don't even know why. I don't even know what's happened that's meant I feel this now. And the amazing thing for me is that I've almost realised that I can't be neutral. That I can't just sit and go, I'll just stay in, in neutral. I'll just stay in the kind of ticking on by, going on by. And find myself not being able to do that. And not being able to go, right, okay, if I am um, not scared, then I'm fine. But it's like I can't just go not scared, neutral, full of confidence. It's like I'm either confident or I'm scared. And this kind of sense of like I don't find a neutral place anymore. And I don't know whether that's new for me or, or whatever it may be. But it's like this kind of sense of like it's not either... It, it's not just the middle road anymore. So often in our lives, we want to go for the kind of thing that's just the middle road. I just want the, the kind of nice, straightforward, simple, easy route. Just give me the easy route. Um, and I'm finding that, that not possible. The, 
that there's almost no neutral. That I'm either engaging and interacting with a fear paradigm, a fear perspective, a fear viewpoint, or I'm not. That it's not that I sit in this kind of space where it's just neither. Either I am, or I'm engaging in a love paradigm, a confidence paradigm, or I'm not. It's, the, it's either fear or it's love. And as much as that's been difficult, and I found that difficult in the last 2016, the back end of 2016, and into 2017, it's almost like a gift. And that sounds a really bizarre thing to say. Not a gift from God, but a gift in a moment, a gift and opportunity, because it's remember that is the reality that's always been the case. That for all of us sitting in this room, for me sitting standing in this room now, I either engage in love or I engage in fear. I don't engage in the middle because there is no middle. I can't go, right? I, I'm just now going to just kind of stay in this, this middle section of, of passivity, of just neutralness, of like um, either this or this. It's like, it, it's like being a sports fan in, in a city like a Manchester or a Liverpool where there's Liverpool and Everton or there's Manchester City, Manchester United. You don't just go neutral. I don't really mind that either. Yeah. Like it's not accepted. So like, oh, no, you're either red or you're blue. You're not like just, ah, who cares? Because there's, a, the, there's no neutralness. And it's always been that way with love and fear. That it's either if I am, if I'm not actively engaged in receiving love, then I'm slipping into fear. That if I'm not actively engaged in going, <coughs> Father, Jesus, thank you that you pour your love into me. Thank you. And just reminding myself of those things. Then what happens is I slip ever so slowly into fear and I may not notice it and there may not be circumstances that go that is a scary situation or that is a difficult situation or that person is intimidating or, or look at my bank balance or look at my job prospects there may be none of that stuff life might look rosy it might look like oh this is a good season right now I'm enjoying this season right now because everything's great good job home is great finances are on the up that's always what we want uh, everything's nice but even in those spaces if I'm not actively engaging in love then I'm giving space for fear to slip in for fear to pull me the other way and I may not experience it at that point in time I may just in that point in time just enjoy and it's just, it's just nice and it's great and it's it, whatever it may be but then I come down the line and I'm faced with a, with a difficult situation and suddenly it's not love and boldness and confidence that leaps forth in that situation it's fear and anxiety and timidity and I pull back I'm like why am I pulling back I can deal with that situation but because I've not actively engaged in love up to that point it's like fear slipped in and therefore my reaction to that that, that, that circumstance that probably isn't that bad is that I pull back and go my goodness man, I don't know what to do or I just respond in a fear based point of view that it's like a burglar breaking into my house and me going oh my goodness me I need to get in shape to deal with this burglar I need to get in shape to, to, to kind of get this burglar out of my house I'm going to go and lift my weights I'm going to go for a swim I'm going to go for a run I'm going to not eat any carbs anymore um, or whatever it may be I'll get a thumbs up <laughs> which is ridiculous at that point in time because the burglar's in my house there and then yeah it's, I'm, I'm never going to get myself in shape in the, in the three, three minutes that he is in the house. There's no point. And it's a little bit like that, that it's like if, 
there's no burglars, there's no catastrophe, there's no difficulty, there's no pressure. I just relax, I'll eat some Doritos. I'll just sit and watch 14 episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, whatever it may be. Um, because it's just fine. I'll play for 16 hours on FIFA, um, whatever it may be. Because at that point, there's no burglar. There's nothing. And I think it's a bit like that sometimes. The, the, for me, I know that when, when life seems easier, I don't engage in a, in a proactive, in a positive way. But then when life shifts for whatever reason, I haven't the thought process or the inclination or the, or the seeming ability or awareness of my ability to deal with that circumstance. And it's like trying to beat a burglar on the day that he comes in to the house. So my challenge to us, and it's not that I want to now just finish there, that, that's great. But the being afraid, it isn't, being, that fear, sorry, fear is not like this thing of like, oh my goodness, you made me jump, or um, that that was a scary movie, or kind of, I don't know, um, even necessarily having a worried thought, that's not necessarily fear. Fear is a spirit thing. And, and because it's a spirit thing, it doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily have to show up in our everyday life. It can be very under the surface, just happening under the surface, moving around. And, and in the same way, love is a spirit thing, that it doesn't necessarily demonstrate itself in a, in a kind of that person's full of love because look how bold they are, or that person's full of love because look how confident they are, because that can all be personality, it can all be bravado. It, it's a beneath the service. It's an unseen thing. It's something, it is like those people who put hours and hours and hours into making themselves healthy and fit, which is fantastic, but then suddenly people look and say, well, I can't see any difference, but you know there's a difference. You know there's a shift. You know something's different here because you, you, you've trained, you've worked. And I think so often in the new year, I myself, and have not done it as well as Beth and Matt in any way, shape or form, I've intended to get into shape and just haven't done anything about it. Um, but the intention is there, which is always good. Um, but the New Year's always about, isn't it? It's about people saying, well, I'm going to get into shape this year. I'm going to not do this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure this happens and things like that. And I think for me, and I'm, I'm, I'm a prayer for us, that it's a year where we go, I'm going to actively pursue love. <coughs> Because when I'm actively pursuing love, fear is being cast out. Then in the same way that I'm actively pursuing a waistline that fits into trousers I'm not worn for about 10 years, or I'm actively pursuing a physique that makes me feel like I'm not kind of Mr. Blobby. Um, <laughs> but the point is that I'm actively pursuing a lifestyle that is compelled by love and free from fear. That that's what I want. I want a lifestyle that is compelled by love, that, that in whatever way it is for me in my life, whatever way it is for you in your life, that my lifestyle is compelled by love. And that in the same way that I go to the gym to train, or I stop eating certain things, or I stop watching 9-9 all the time, or whatever it may be, um, or whatever I do, that I make decisions that enable me to have that lifestyle. Because the amazing thing is, when I turn to him, I encounter love straight away. Mm -hmm. yeah. God's not scared of fear. He's not going, oh my goodness me, they're scared. They're, 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 they've been operating in fear. What on earth are we going to do? How are we going to deal with that? I heard Judah Smith, and I'm going to quote him saying it this time. And the ne next time I say it, it'll be my quote, because it's very cool. Um, 
But Judith Smith said this, he said about the devil, he said that when you consider the magnitude and majesty of an omnipresent, all-powerful God, that it's impossible to make Satan small enough. That when you consider the magnitude and majesty of an omnipresent, all-powerful God, it's impossible to make Satan small enough. The love is so great that it's impossible to make fear small enough. And then when I turn to him in worship, when I turn to him in my study of of my Bible, when I, when I turn to him to listen to someone preach, when I turn to him in conversation with somebody, when I turn to him just to meditate and just talk, when I turn to him in those moments, I'm immediately encountered by love. Immediately encountered by love. Because he is, he is that. The when people in the, in the stories, in the account, accounts of his life, when, G, when Jesus walked the earth, they, they didn't meet religion. They didn't meet kind of distance and removal even the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the tax collectors and the prostitutes all of them met love when they met him they encountered love and that love started as they engaged with it started to deal with and do away with fear and then when we turn to him although we don't have the physical presence in terms of the physical embodiment of Jesus here we have the spirit of Jesus here when we turn to him, that same thing that happened to people when he walked on the earth happens to us. That fear starts to disperse because we turn to him. But that's an active thing. That's not a passive thing. That's an active thing. For example, this is going to be quick and it's recorded. So in Philippians, it talks about pressing toward the goal. In Philippians. In Hebrews, it talks about running a race and drawing near. In Timothy, it talks about being a soldier, being a farmer, being an athlete, that you do your job, you do what you need to do. In Ephesians, it talks about standing fast, that you may resist or come against the, the powers of the enemy. In Galatians, it talks about walking in the Spirit, not sitting or, or kind of remaining still, but walking in the Spirit. In Corinthians, it talk, talks about being co-workers <laughs> with him. In Romans, it talks about presenting your body as a sacrifice, giving your body as a sacrifice. In um, Colossians, it talk, talks about seeking those things which are above. In um, Thessalonians, it talk, talks about praying without ceasing, not stopping. In Titus, it talk, talks about denying ungodliness or, ungod- or ungodlikeness. In James, which we're going to pick up later, it talks about being a doer of the word, not just a hearer, but a doer of the word. In Peter, it talk, talks about um, making sure you arm yourselves with a soundness of mind and a new and you take control of your mind in John it talks about abiding and remaining in him and in Jesus it talks about building yourselves up every single one of those New Testament references and those New Testament letters is an active thing every single one there there is nothing passive about them they're all active and my challenge to myself this year is to be active is to be on the front foot is to be okay I'm not just going to hope I experienced the love of God this year. I'm not just going to hope that I experienced freedom from fear this year. I'm not, not just going to hope in a kind of like, let it be, let it be kind of way, but I'm going to actively pursue that lifestyle. I'm going to actively pursue, I want to be a, have a life that's compelled by love and free from fear. Then I'm going to actively pursue it. In the same way I, I actively pursue so many other things in my life, I'm going to actively pursue that. Not just wait for it to passively come. I was in... I went to see for the, I don't know, the 15th time. Um, what well, I feel like I'm what it was now. 
um, Kubo, I've seen like about four times at the, at the Odeon, and I've also seen um, Secret Life of Pets about 20,000 times at the <laughs> cinema, okay, because um, Saturdays it's £2.50, so we get to go on Saturdays. Anyway, so the Odeon, um, Skydome Odeon, and we were, we'd just been to Ikea, I think, and we were coming into the Odeon to go to the cinema, and when you come from that way, there's an escalator, and there's stairs, okay? Um, now, that, that is life in a nutshell, isn't it, okay? <laughs> Escalators or stairs, okay? Um, both go up, okay? Both are taking you up. I've got escalators, which is so tempting and lovely, despite if I've just been on escalators in Ikea. Again, it's there, it's wonderful, and then stairs. It's like, why the stairs, okay? Um, but, God, but bizarrely, I wasn't trying to be spiritual. I was like, okay, I'm going to take the escalator. I'm going to go up the escalator. It's much easier. Um, but God really spoke to me and said that so often Christianity is that, isn't it? That we want an escalator Christianity, an escalator faith. That means I got, get on at some point and I just get taken to my destination. It just takes me there. I don't have to do anything. I could sit down if I wanted to. But I really believe that... that Following Jesus is, is stair Christianity. That it's that I am actively engaged in <coughs> this journey. I'm actively engaged in taking it step by step, bit by bit. It doesn't mean it's on our own effort, but we almost take, take this thing of grace means no effort. That's not what he means. It means grace means you're empowered to do something. Grace doesn't mean you just sit on an escalator and get taken to your destination. Grace means you have the ability to make those steps. You have the ability to walk that path. You have the ability to follow Jesus. And for me, I want 2017 to be a year where I'm no longer an escalator Christian. I'm no longer an escalator Christian where I just go, okay, just get on and just hope for the best. Whatever may be, may be. Whatever happens, happens. God wants it for me, it, it will happen. If it's God's will, then it, then it happen anyway. The, there is nothing in the New Testament letters that, that, that suggests that is at all the way that God operates. God operates on a stair-based Christianity, on a way that, that I engage with every step. And some steps, let's be honest, some steps might take everything we possibly have to get up to that next step. Yeah. Everything I have to go from this step to this step. And we think it's, it's just ridiculous, the amount of effort it sometimes feels like it's taken to go, God, why is this season so difficult? Why is this stage so hard? Why am I facing this right now? But it's still part of that following Jesus. And we don't know that the, the battle that we're facing and we're dealing with and we're, and we're confronting now has a long-term effect on something in the future. Because so often I look in my own life and I, I look to measure the success of my walk with Jesus based on external outcomes. Am I doing more of that? Am I more confident? Am I laying hands on the sick and seeing more recovered? Am I, am I seeing more people led to Jesus? Am I kind of being better with the homeless? Am I being better with the politician? What am I doing? And that is not wrong in the sense that those things happen. But when I judge my life based on those things, I'm going to constantly be caught in a trap. But when I realise actually that, that, that sometimes from one step to the next is more about what's going on inside of me than what is going on externally. And there will be an external representation. There will be an external fruit. That, there's nothing wrong with that. That is godly. It is biblical. It is Jesus. Because he talks about us being the vine and bearing fruit. 
but sometimes there's an internal stuff that he's shifting and for me in this season I believe for for us in this season it's that thing of saying look I'm going to live a life that's compelled by love and free from fear that the next step might be difficult because I might face some stuff that is that is that is that spirit of fear I might face it in those places and those things that I didn't even realize that I think well if I change my job it'll be less scary if I change my friendship group it'll be less scary if I remove these circumstances it'll be less scary but actually it, it changes nothing because the spirit of fear isn't based in that thing the spirit of fear is based in in the way I think and the way that I speak and God wants to come in and flush that out mm-hmm. that means that matter what I face then I face it compelled by love and free from fear and you could put me in any place in any job in any circumstance and it may be a challenge but I will not face it being driven by fear or will not turn away being driven by fear but I'll face it compelled by love and know that actually I can overcome that not because that's harder or easier than the, than the thing before but because he's worked in me something from that step to that step and then some steps are like skipping aren't they it's like that you feel on top of the world it's like you just like do like 15 steps in a go or something like that it's like this is fantastic can't life always be like this and it's in those stages sometimes it's that sense of saying I'm still going to be ju- just actively engaged in pursuing love in pursuing God because in those stages it's actually more difficult because it's like life's easy life's great life's fantastic I've just jumped 20 steps look at me compared to everyone else look how far I've come in that period of time look at what we've got to show but actually in that season I'm going to just as actively pursue love because I know that when I'm actively pursuing love I'm, I'm, I'm actually making a declaration to fear you've got no place you've got no room and 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 sometimes we think that battle is futile and it makes no difference at all. But every time I refuse to bow to fear, I'm actively engaged in love. Mm-hmm. Every single time. No matter how small the battle feels, no matter how insignificant it is, every moment where I feel fear is going, turn away, give up, run away, hide, just drop it, just, just, just leave it. Every time I go, no, I'm actively engaging in love. Because I'm saying no to fear. Because there is no middle ground. It's not like fear, something, love. So if I'm not engaging in fear, I engage in love. If I'm not engaging in love, then I engage in fear. So every time I say no to fear, in whatever circumstance, no matter how small it is to everybody else, when to us it's massive, it's like, actually no. Fear, you're not dictating there. Because I live a life compelled by love and free from fear. So I'm moving forward. I'm stepping forward. I'm going up the next step. I'm taking the next journey point here from here. And to everybody else in the entire world, this may look like the most trivial, pointless thing in the world. But to me, that's massive. And in that moment, love shines. In that moment, it's a declaration to the unseen realm that fear has no place. Fear ha- has no place here. Um... Just, we'll go to, um, we've jumped all over the place here. Say so we. Obviously, all your fault. I have jumped all over the place here. Um, you love that corporate we when preachers preach. It's like we. <laughs> um, just go to James, James 1. James 1, verse 21, um, says this, Therefore, 
lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls okay so when when i turn to to him and i receive from 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 god and i receive love and i receive that that sense of Wow, you know, I've been spending time in worship. I've been listening to someone preach. I've been, I've been studying my Bible. I've been reading a book. I've been doing whatever it is. But you have that sense of like, man, I've just received from God, and it's just you have that sense of there. That's important, and never, ever let anyone convince you that's not important. That's important in those times of devotion and intimacy with Him. That's important. But so is the next bit. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. That is not about getting salvation. It's nothing to do with that at all. We have been given salvation. We've been given the fullness of salvation. We have that sitting here right now. This is about when God shows me something, when something happens on the inside of me, me not just going, oh, that is fantastic, that's amazing, and that's important that we celebrate that, but it's me going, okay, I'm going to do something with that. Which sometimes feels weird, but it's, it's going, okay, I've just heard that, therefore, based on that thing, I'm going to do something with that. If I've just heard how much he loves me, then I'm going to make sure in the next moment that, that fear presents his ugly head, I'm going to make sure I come against that fear. If I've just seen that he wants me to, um, that he's kind of, he, he's, he has enabled me to pray for the sick, the next time I see a sick person, I pray for them. Not because I'm calling some kind of religious thing. And, and, and I, I've, I've done this, it may just be me, but I've gone, well, I'm not into religion, God, I don't have to do that. Absolutely, don't have to do that. It's not about having to do that. It's about the fact that when I've seen it, if I don't do something with it, then I've I become a, a forgetful hearer. I actually forget. But the problem is, I don't fully forget. The problem is, I remember, but I don't walk it out, and that's more dangerous, because I will argue till I'm blue in the face that God wants to heal every every single person that's sick, but my life doesn't necessarily shout that all the time now, I'm not going to feel condemned about that but it doesn't shout it but that's interesting because that tells me up here I know it mm-hmm. but in experience I don't know it and that again is not for condemnation to come in that's, that's not for us to go oh my goodness me I can't say that I can't say that God wants to heal of course we can that's part of the thing but it's about going okay I've seen something and I'm going to do something with it mm-hmm. and that's what Love Dare You is all about it's not about a church growth method or a kind of nice thing to start the year with, okay? It's about a lifestyle. It's about going, okay, when I've seen something, I have a responsibility now to do something with that. If I've seen actually that, I don't know, felt a challenge, felt something that, God, I want to just go and, I don't know, share, share my food, my lunch with my work colleague, okay? And that might be quite weird if I did that work. But anyway, just say you did that, okay? Want to do that? It's like, okay, and then actually doing that. Or if actually I want to go and just, I don't know, look after a homeless man, take him out for a meal, then it, it's doing that. And it's that thing that, because sometimes what happens is when I, I see it, or I, I have a, an inclination to it, or, or an intention, like me with the gym and swimming, I have an intention to go swimming. 
Okay, and that's a wonderful intention and it actually makes you feel very comfortable most of the time. But it's very different to actually going and doing it. Because unless I go and do it, there's no impact. I can pretend that there is, but there's zero impact. Okay, and that's the same kind of thing. It's not that I don't have the potential to get into shape or I don't have the potential to become um, a fitter version of me. I do. But I've got to do something with that. I've got to express that. I've got to, I've got to step out and, and, and activate those kind of things. So Love Dares You is about those areas where we know fear hides. Because we know it. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us. And... <coughs> in the opinion of others in our finances in our health in our giftings and gracings that God's given us in our jobs and employment we we know I know immediately that for me the opinion of others is nowhere fear hides and it can control me and it's the biggest frustration in my life that it controls me so therefore, for me, the doing part that James is talking about, the, the love dares you part, is about shaking free from that. It's about knowing that God wants me to be shaken free from that. And it might be a different area for all of us. It might be in our finances. And me going, actually, no, I just want to hold that nice and tight because that makes me feel comfortable. And actually going, actually, no, I need to be more free with my finances or my health. or what, It could be anything. I, I will list as many things as I can think of and still miss something off. The point is, we know. And Love Dares You is about him going, look, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Now take that and go and destroy the works of the enemy. Go and destroy fear. Go and face that thing and go, look, you don't have any place here. I'm not just going to passively let things happen. I'm going to actively engage and go, "Uh uh-uh, you're not having fear on my finance anymore. You're not having fear attached to my health anymore, or my family, or my job, or my future, or my past. Not anymore. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to intentionally walk those steps. I'm going to intentionally start to engage. I'm going to intentionally start to go against these things. And that's what Love Dare You is about. We probably will face resistance and challenge. Because fear is not going to go, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. You've decided to do that. That's no problem at all. There will be resistance and challenge. There will be points when fear seems to be so big that it's like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. But then we have each other. We have that ability to go, I'm really, this is like, for me, it's like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. Okay. And it's that kind of vulnerability. Going, I, I, have, I, I don't know what to do. Those people don't like me. I don't know how to deal with that. And it's, it's, that, it's that, that, that kind of vulnerability. And then it's that, okay, man, and then fierce, like, I don't know what to do anymore because they're not hiding it anymore. They're not like keeping it secret anymore. And it's like it suddenly starts to expose. And when we face resistance, it's that kind of thing. It's going, okay, God, I'm freaking out right now. And coming before him, going, look, I'm freaking out. My head is all over the place. And just coming, going, God, I thank you, you love me. I thank you, you're there for me. I thank you, you care for me. And it's that sense of that declaration out loud that God, I've not been given a spirit of fear. I've not been given a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. And I feel like the most scared person in the world right now, but I've not been given a spirit of fear. That I've, I, you have called me to live a life compelled by love and free from fear. That's what you've called me to do. And I feel like the opposite of that right now, but that's what you've called me to do. And I, just, I thank you for that. And I, I believe that. 
And it's, it's, that, it's that kind of tenacity when that next step is like the most difficult thing in the world. And it's like, it's so much easier just to jump over and just believe that Christianity is an escalator. Because I don't have to do anything then. And it's fine. And I can just go, kind of, oh, that's all right. But it's that, that kind of task to just go, God, I don't feel like I can do this, but I've got people around me that are going to help me. You're with me. We can do this. We can move forward on this thing. And the amazing thing is this, that when we press on, it's almost like a shooting star across the night sky. Because the darkness sometimes seems so all-encompassing in circumstances. But when I press on, when we, when we press on, and even if we don't feel like we're pressing on, we feel like we're just literally like crawling. Um, but when we press on, it's like a shooting star across a night sky. And it lights up for everybody. The love dares you is about us. It is. But it's also about other people. Because like we looked at last week, that, that kind of, I think it's Nelson Mandela, but you might have nicked it from somewhere else. Anyway, it's in Coach Carter. Let's say Coach Carter film, okay? But the idea that when I shine, I give other people liberty to do the same thing. The love dares you is about other people as well. It's about them saying, actually, that person was scared of that. They were fearful of that. And yet that something happened. And it gives other people the right to believe, actually, I'd like that freedom. I'd like that breakthrough. I'd like that in 2017. I, I'd like that. I want to go that way. And it gives people that possibility because it shines light and it exposes fear. It says, look, fear has no right to have a hold on us. We are bought by the precious blood of Jesus. We are beloved. Yes. And when we realise how loved we are, fear just drops. It just drops because it can't hold on to that. We, we become like soap in the shower, that slippy kind of thing. It just doesn't have a grip. I fully believe that when, G, when Jesus talks about Satan having nothing on him, he wasn't necessarily talking about sin. But he was talking about fear. That Jesus wasn't scared. He wasn't anxious or worried about what people would think of him or what it would look like or what, or what would happen. Because he recognised, when, when God said to him, when the Father said to him, you're my beloved son, he knew I am well pleased. That same declaration is a declaration over us. Mm-hmm. That when I feel my most scared, it's God, I'm your beloved son. You are well pleased in me. You are pleased with me. And I may not feel it, I may think the opposite right then and then, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because it starts to change something, it starts to shift something. Because we are so loved, we are so loved. We are right now, as we sit in this space right now, we are being showered in love, internally and externally. We're surrounded by it right now. Because He is here right now. We are surrounded by perfect love. But because, uh, for me, I engage sometimes in escalated Christianity, I don't ever realise that. But when I start to say, God, I'm going to go engage in staircase Christianity, suddenly that love that's surrounding me all the time starts to break through starts to have an impact because I'm like God I'm just, I, want, I need it and sometimes in chaos in the, the kind of darkest points it's God I need it I need it I need it I need it and it's like it starts to break him it starts to just to just work in it's like God thank you for your love the circumstances have changed at all but I know your love 
and if I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep going, and as I keep going, and as I keep pressing on, and as I keep moving forward, it's like that shooting star across the night sky. It says no to fear. But it didn't just say no to fear in my life, it says no to fear in other people's lives as well. So 2017 is about love daring you, love daring me, love daring us to say, actually, I'm not going to passively just let things happen. I'm going to step off the escalator and onto the stairs and go, right, this is what's going to happen. 2017 is going to be a year that says, I'm compelled by love and free from fear. I'm compelled by love and free from fear in whatever area it may be. And so when we do things that we step out that scare us, that are out of our comfort zone, that, that, that dare us to do stuff, it's not about, it's really not about the result of that thing at the end of it. I, I hope there's amazing outcomes and there will be, but that's not the point. The point is the, the, the stance against fear, going actually you don't have a dictating factor on my life anymore. You don't. Because I'm going to do that thing that most scares me. I'm going to do that, do that thing that freaks me out the most. I'm going to press on to that thing where, where I don't care what people think of me right now. And that speaks to the unseen realm greater than any kind of like statistics on a, on a chart or metrics on a chart. That screams and goes, look, love dwells here. Love is free here. Fear doesn't. Look at it. It's amazing. Fear doesn't. I'm going to stop. But Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just take... just take this word and just just let it bear fruit in every single life let it just fill us anywhere that fear has tried to settle anywhere that fear has tried to influence anywhere that fear has tried to take root and take control I just declare your time is up in Jesus name your time is up Thank you that your perfect love, Holy Spirit, that you as the spirit of love, you're just coming in and you're just flushing out fear in Jesus' name. Flushing out fear in Jesus' name. Over every life in this room, every every life in the room next door, every life of everyone that's part of Hope Springs, everyone that's listened to this over the podcast, whoever it may be, you're just flushing through with perfect love in Jesus' name. That as we actively engage, as we shift from escalator Christianity to staircase Christianity, as we say actually we take part, we, we, we actively engage, we, we press on, we become doers, we, we become the co-labors, whatever the language we want to use is, as we do that, fear loses more and more and more ground, loses more and more and more grip. Thank you that we are going to realise just how loved we are. We're beloved, we're beloved, we're beloved, we're beloved. That is who we are. That is who we are. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Have a very good rest of your Sunday. We're going to start the Love Dares You thing next Sunday with Trish. Okay? So Trish is sharing, and she's going to... um, talk about some of the challenges that, that she has found I'm not going to ruin anything by prepping you on any of that okay but then the, the point is after that, that there'll be a challenge set to then for us that week to do something that dares us and again the point of it is not and this is really important the point of it is not 
I went and shared the gospel with five people and they all got saved. Look, here they all are this morning. Okay, I'm the best. Look at we. And everyone else got, um, I didn't do that. Okay, that's not the point. The point is that for me in my life, for you in your life, what is it that, that's that fear? Because it would be different. And the point is that how did we in that week do something? How do we in that week step out? Do you follow that step up thing? And that's what we're celebrating. That we stepped not that the results, but that we stepped. And we're going to have a chart, a board that's going to, we're going to pin those things where we stepped out. Not where we celebrate the results, but where we step out with the, the, kind of the way we confronted that. Okay, so we'll, we'll kind of give a bit more detail on that next Sunday, but Trisha's going to kick us off next week. That's going to be great. Fantastic. Have a good rest of your day.